0: sports fans rejoice you're listening to my team my voice with mtmv sports hey this is basil jackson of the calgary stampeders and you're listening to mtmv sports keep it locked Fight fans, the interview I had with Ed Robinson was so rich, I had to break it up into multiple parts. Enjoy our conversation regarding the PBC pay-per-view featuring the Charlo Twins. I've got some questions for you. I'm going to flip the table uh, on you a bit if you don't mind. because. Well, go ahead. UFC 253 is happening. Major, major pay-per-view for MMA. But there is a major boxing pay-per-view this weekend. And that is the Charlo brothers' uh, pay-per-view. Uh, now they're not fighting each other, obviously. Uh, they are both leading off and headlining their portions of the pay-per-view. Six-bout card. it will be split up with three bouts earlier in the day. Then a break. And then three more bouts afterward. Just wanted to ask you your take on the main events for both of those sections, uh, starting off with the super welterweight bout, a uh, unification bout between Jason Rosario and Jermel Charlo. Well, i tell you like this.
1: I mean, Jermel Charlo has been, I mean, him and his brother, they have been phenomenal since they turned pro. I think, uh, Jason Rosario is somebody that, again, he's, um, he's been a proven fighter. Again, he's, um, 20, I'm looking at his record right here, 20 and 1, uh, with 21, 21 and 1 with 14 wins by knockout. He's, um, again, he's had some, some decent competition. Really hasn't, his only real test that he had was his last fight, which was against Julian Williams. And Julian Williams is one of those tough Philadelphia fighters out there, bro. I think Jason will have a, a chance with Jamel, but I think Jamel is just going to be too much for him. His boxing skills are superior. He's got a great jab. Um, his his hand speed is, is ferocious. I see uh Jamel uh,
0: not losing those those belts anytime soon. Okay. You know, I know that Jason, I believe, only has, or he has very few losses. Maybe uh, just the uh, the one loss that division specifically that 154 division has been a bit of a round robin I was very surprised that not only did Jason win but the way that he won because J-Rock had been on a tear so to see things go down like that and really this is supposed to be a keep busy fight for J-Rock so that he could face Charlo again in a rematch but things did not work out that way Uh, Jason was able to take J-Rock out. Here's what's most interesting, though. There's a tidbit that I did not know about until earlier today. His fight with J-Rock was the first time in Rosario's career that he had a full fight camp. He'll have another full fight camp for this matchup with Charlo. Will that be the difference for Rosario? I don't know. Uh, Jamel has been in with tougher competition uh, than his brother, Has and you know he he lost to Harris, and they came back and avenged that loss in his last bout. Did so emphatically by knocking him out. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. With was that an aberration for Rosario, or is this truly who he can be when he has the time to properly prepare? All right, what what about the main event you got? Uh, Jamal Charlo taking on Sergei Derevinchenko. Again, uh, you know Derek Chinko is
1: uh, again a tough fighter. Again, he hasn't had many fights. It's kind of interesting. I thought he would have. Um, well, he's been tested already. Again, he uh, lost to Daniel Jacobs. For a lot of people know about uh, Daniel Jacobs, one of those inspirational fighters out there with the uh, had the cancer diagnosis, but um, he's, he's well and he's in remission now. So Daniel Jacobs is a tough fighter. He's definitely talented in his own right, but he lost a unanimous decision to a uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. So he's he's been tested twice so early in his career I think this is going to be basically I call it um, a resume fight if you want to call it I think he'll hang with Jamal but again similar to the fight we discussed earlier I think Jamal as um again he's 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 proven just like his brother again with the solid jabs got the hand speed he's just really quick with it and um, again just like uh, Jamal Jamal he's fought uh, J-Rock and he's had some 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 fights again, like you said. Uh, Jamel's competition has been tougher than Jamal, but I think um, Sergey he'll hang with Jamal for a little bit. But I, I I possibly see a stoppage. I could see maybe ninth, tenth round,
0: something like that. That's that's what hmm. what I'm looking at. That's interesting to me, just because DerVinchenko is so tough. However, in that fight with Triple G, that was a unanimous decision. Many people, including myself, saw it either as or as a win for Derby I'm interested in seeing how he'll get inside on Charlo and try to beat up his body the way that he did with Triple G. I mean, he was putting a hurting on Triple G's body. However, that fight was such a grueling matchup, uh, he, he may not be the same. Yes, has Derby been knocked down? yes he has he was knocked down in his bout with Daniel Jacobs he was also knocked down in the first round of his fight with Triple G now but in both instances he came back and showed uh, his medal as a fighter and proved that he was not going to be an easy out Um, they call him the technician Uh, we'll see whether or not he can uh, display that technical prowess against Charlo and this is truly for Charlo, most difficult pat- matchup on paper that he's had. This, this is the biggest name that he has faced. And really for him, Dervinchenko puts it on Charlo the way that he was putting it on Triple G, then that really relegates him to to a, a different level as far as his championship is concerned. And Dervinchenko has said, look, I want a belt. I am coming into this giving it my all because i want to be champion on the flip side if charlo is victorious and does so in a highlight reel fashion now it's like oh you know he he does look like he's you know the, the next big thing at middleweight you know how would he fare against a triple g how would he fare against Canelo, if he were able to come back down to 160. You know, it, it really can be a star-making performance, not just for Jamal, but also for Jermel. depending on how they win the fights, if they are able to win them. But, it, but for Jamal specifically, this, this is it for him. If it's a lackluster affair for him, or it's a, a really, really tough fighter, even if he loses, that's going to hurt him. Uh, his career going forward.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt him deeply. And again, if again, so Jamal Jamel he needs his victory, but Jamal needs it more because again, he hasn't had much of a competition. So this is definitely gonna be interesting. And like you said before, if Jamal gets this victory, which I I think he will, that sets the stage for Triple G, which is gonna be on a whole nother level. Because again, I don't I noticed something with um with Sergey. He's from Ukraine. I noticed that a lot of the countries, like, if you look at the, a lot of the, the countries like Cuba, Puerto Rico, Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, and places like that, they have excellent amateur boxing programs. And they are very mm-hmm. stupid about having long amateur careers. Vasily Lomachenko. Vasily Lomachenko mm-hmm. is probably is probably one of the most disciplined boxers I've I've watched so far in, in the new era of boxing. Again, he, he's he's a world champion, but he's only had like maybe I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe what, sixteen or seventeen professional fights thus far. As, but again, he's had that long amateur career. People really despise an amateur background. I mean the Charlos have had a had an amateur background, wasn't as long, but you know, Sergey, he's had he had a lengthy amateur career, so it definitely plays off in terms of the discipline. But just to answer your question, Jamal definitely needs this because that sets the stage, possibly him and Triple G could be next you know we'll we'll see how it all plays out i mean i'm i'm excited about it. and also put also you put Canelo in the mix as well i mean he's going through his troubles with going and getting out of this contract with Golden Boy so we we'll, we'll see what happens i mean boxing is boxing's fun it's, it's getting really exciting again you know we're we're getting back to seeing the the big fights again so it's just, it's it's getting interesting
0: that that it is and and let me say this as well about uh, the Charlo Dervinchenko fight. Uh, because because of the fact that Charlo is with the PBC, the likelihood of seeing them fight anyone else is kind of low. Because honestly, Charlo should have fought and should be fighting Demetrius Andre right now. That's really who he should be fighting. Not Devinchenko. Uh-huh. Andre is a uh, champion at this weight class, he's also undefeated. That is the fight to make, but because of uh, of the differences in promoters, and not just promoters, but platforms, we're not seeing that, which is another reason why uh, if Charler were to win, I don't really see him doing anything with, with uh, Triple G, at least not until we know what's going to happen with the zone. If the zone dissolves, then it's a whole new ball game. Uh, as long as there, it kind of uh, stops things. However, if Durbin Chanko were to win, you already had a tightly contested bout with Triple G. Now you're coming back with a belt. too. Man, especially uh, because Canelo is uh, in his legal disputes with the zone and with Golden Boy. That's a fight that's really easy to make. So, uh, yeah, a lot is on the line for both fighters uh, in that main event.
1: Yeah, there's just so much going on, man. It's so, it's, you know, boxing has always been political like that. With promote with promoters, as you mentioned, with PBC, Premier Boxing Champions, you've got Top Rank, there's Golden Boy, you mentioned The Zone. and mm-hmm. There's it, just so much going on. And even w- when you mentioned about The Zone, which has been, um, I, I guess you could say kind of revolutionary in the way uh, sport, uh, boxing has been presented. I mean, H- HBO was... Uh, the creme de la creme when it came to uh, bro- broadcasting boxing, but now it's been replaced by the Zone and ESPN and Fox Sports and Showtime. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's just definitely interesting. It's all, boxing has been a sport where it's, people want to see the dream fights, but there's so many moving parts behind it. So it's just it, it takes time. You may not get a dream fight. You have to wait a year. You may have to wait two years. You may have to wait even five years. What we saw with right. Mayweather and Pacquiao, with Mayweather and Pacquiao, HBO and Showtime. Mm-hmm. Had to come together, and the promoters had to get all of it, all of this date together with Al Heyman and Mayweather Promotions and uh, top Rank with Pacquiao. So it's just a whole, mm-hmm. it's a whole charade going on. But I mean, I'm sure they'll work it out eventually. But and in Showtime always Showtime is always in the mix too. So um, definitely, right. definitely, it's gonna be a nice
0: card. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, uh, as far as what I'm doing with MTV Sports, you've you stated it all. I am the host of the main card which is our uh, combat sports podcast the boxing and mma which is the things that we talked about today on this podcast i also help out with the huddle up which is our weekly debate style show uh, where we will take the trending topics of the day sports wise as well as go back in history and look at some some classic matchups that are uh, or fantasy matchups and and i discuss who would win and why we call that our classic chat but uh, we do that on a weekly basis that gets broadcast on a number of different radio stations both terrestrial as well as internet uh so uh, places like dash radio uh speak Life radio um, uh, there's a station called the rock out of Houston that uh, it's broadcast on so uh, you can definitely check us out in all those places as well as Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, and, and wherever you pick up your favorite podcast uh, so the, the huddle up or the huddle up is a part of the MTV sports and music show uh, so you can catch us and catch those things and then my um, my favorite podcast to do weekly is timeout, where we take a step back and assess the game of life, looking to God for strategies to bring true success. Uh, it's just a, a little five-minute or so inspirational um, topic that I share with people on Sundays. So, you know, kind of our, our church for our sports people who may or may not uh, be in church, but you know, just a way of getting some inspiration. On Sunday, uh, I do it three times a week, and then Rick Sincere uh, kicks off the month for us uh, with that first one. But yeah, I, I, that that's my favorite because as as a uh, as a man of the cloth, as an elder of my church, an assistant pastor at my church, my primary position is that of ministering, So whenever I get a chance to minister, I know I'm moving in my God-given i uh, grow, and there's nothing more fulfilling than that for me.
1: Amen to that voice. And, uh, again, you heard it from him. his platforms that he has. Follow him on uh, social media. And, of course, he's the boxing and MMA correspondent for the MTMB Sports Podcast Network. Check out the main card, the huddle up, and, of course, timeout, which is very inspirational, something you enjoy. Uh, voice, uh, real quick, before we let you go, I'm, I want you to just um, – I'll let you end the show. Uh, the, the tragic events that have happened with Breonna Taylor, of course, justice was not yes. served, and uh, a lot of the, um, the family members are, are hurting, and everybody around the world are, are hurting as a result of this devastating news. So I'll let you end with um, the situation with the Breonna Taylor. I'll, I'll let you in it. The floor is yours.
0: Overall, is it's reprehensible and it's trash. I mean, in the truest of, of definitions. It's a tragedy. You, you can't even be asleep at home in your own bed and be safe. That That's, that's painful. It's painful to think about. It's unfortunate that uh, justice has not been served, that not everyone has been brought to the even charges for is it. wrong and uh, for those who who may be on the other side of things politically as far as the social movements of the day you to take a step back and think about it if this were your sister, your daughter, your child, your wife your loved one that this happens regardless of color if this happened, what level of outrage would you have regarding the, 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 the people involved in this. Unfortunately for people of color, especially for African Americans in the U.S., this is a common occurrence. You know, people say, hey, no, you know, we're uh, we're post-racial, you know, this, this doesn't happen anymore, uh, you know, things are being made up. These people are not, these people are not dying for, uh, for no reason I should say or it's not a fable that people have lost their lives much of much of the issues that we face often when it comes to different things is failing to empathize failing to look at it from a different point of view we should always be open to hearing out what someone has to say looking at it from their perspective. Doing so is what makes us human and what bonds us as a people. So I encourage everyone, regardless of what side you're on on this thing, try to look at it from someone else's perspective and get to know someone on that other side. It'll change how you do life. Well put, voice. And, um,
1: Thank you so much. He's the boxing and MMA correspondent for the MTMB Sports Podcast Network. Thank you so much again, man. And uh, whenever you want to come back on, please, please feel free to let us know.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. We worked with Kenya Williams. Um, She helped us find our home. Uh, We had been looking for about 30 days and couldn't find what we liked and just, you know, we told her the vision that we had and what we wanted to see for our family and maybe even the size of a family that we wanted to grow. And she found us the perfect home out in Douglasville. It was amazing. We loved it. Five bedroom, four car garage, um, behind the house had a creek. It was amazing. Who could ask for anything more, right? Hey, just like Ryan, Kenya Williams was my relative as well. She is a wonderful and trusted advisor. Listen, if you are looking to buy or sell a home and you're in the Georgia area, mainly like Atlanta, Douglasville, Cobb County, then you need to reach out to Kenya Williams today. Don't hesitate to give her a call. Her number is 404-557-6636. The home of your dreams could just be a phone call away. Call Kenya Williams today.